uh, let's head over to uh, to New Zealand. And good morning to you, Bob Campbell. Good morning, Simon. Uh, how's the weather over there for you today, Bob? It's fantastic. I'm in Auckland. I'm in in Auckland, and we're in the middle of a drought at the moment. So uh, 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 serious restrictions on water use have uh, applied from uh, just uh, I think it was on Saturday, and uh, uh, it's uh, it, it's just calm and cloudless and perfect weather unless you. Uh, uh, unless you're too concerned about the water, I suppose. Yes, unless you're a grain farmer or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's it's actually been very good for the for the wine industry. It's 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 been a no pressure vintage. It's just uh, normally a little bit of rain uh, uh, can sometimes alter the decision on when to harvest the grapes. But there was nothing like that this year. It's it's well, almost across the country. There's been just ideal conditions, and people are using all sorts of superlatives to describe the vintage, so <laughs> right. I'm looking forward to trying the wines in due course. Yeah, indeed. Well, we uh, we had quite a low um, yield um, harvest this year uh, from uh, for a number of reasons, but um, fruit set was part of the, res- the issue, and then... Um, and then we had some regions with bushfires and quite a few challenges this uh, this 2020 vintage. So, what what are the the quantities like over there and the quality that they're talking up? Well, the figures aren't in yet. We're a little bit behind you, but uh, um, uh, it's it's looking as if it's going to be down slightly. Uh, the, the engine room or the that drives the the wine industry in New Zealand is Marlborough. And the variety that, that dominates there, obviously, is Sauvignon Blanc. And, yeah. and uh, a, a, slightly, a slight stumble at the fruit set stage might have uh, reduced the numbers a bit there, but uh, but not dramatically. So it'll be down a little bit. Mm. So, um, so uh, as you said, the numbers, you're a bit behind us. Are there still some regions picking? Uh, well, a little bit of real late harvest stuff yeah. uh, may still be out there, but... Uh, 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 and and central, central Otago, we, we start picking sort of in the north of the North Island, probably in about sort of late February, and uh, and at, and they'd start picking down in Central Otago, possibly a month after that, yeah, um, and, and linger on a little bit. So uh, uh, so it's uh, as we go south and the weather gets cooler, it's sort of, so everything's delayed a little bit. Of course, yeah. Um, Look, uh, one thing that would be great to do, Bob, is, is if you can, because over here we, uh, obviously we get, you know, Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc um, would be the most um, common uh, wine that we get here from you guys. Uh, but there are there are lots of different regions and, and there are regions where uh, people maybe can't necessarily put them on a map. So could you just give us like a helicopter view of, of the, re- the, ma- the key regions and, and where they sit um, on the two islands, please? Okay. Well, I think you can divide New Zealand into two parts, and and it doesn't conveniently. Uh, uh, it's not North Island, South Island. It's a little bit north of the the uh, of uh, just north of Wellington in in the in the North Island. If you can imagine a line cutting across there, so the 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 regions above that, from from north to south, we've got uh, uh, Northland, Auckland, uh, Gisborne. And Hawke's Bay, um, they enjoy a little bit, a little bit more heat than the, than the, the more southerly end of the country. So we tend to get, uh, they tend to perform well with 
grape varieties that require a little bit of heat. So the Bordeaux grape varieties, Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Cabernet Franc, etc. Yeah. Uh, that's their uh, happy home. <laughs> uh, and um, uh, uh, Syrah, of course, or Shiraz, as you know it. And the uh, um, Chardonnay uh, does well in the north and the south, uh, but you just get quite a different style. Uh, uh, and the same is true of Pinot Gris. Uh, but south of that line, so that takes in Martinborough and and uh, the Wairarapa in the just near Wellington in the south of the of the North Island, yeah. and 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 all of the regions in the in the in the South Island. That <clears throat> that's where the cool climate uh, varieties perform well. So you've got Sauvignon Blanc, Riesling, uh, Pinot Noir. Uh, is an obvious one. Mm. Uh, so they're all they're all uh, high achievers in that in that southerly part of the country. And um, uh, and Chardonnay and, and Pinot Gris, as I say, said do pretty well there. And and you you can get because oh, Tremina does spans both north and south. But uh, so if if you're coming to New Zealand and you want to sort of explore New Zealand Pinot Noir, I'd sort of recommend that you, uh, you stick to the stick to the South Island if you can get across to Martinborough that would be that would be good but so, yeah. so Martinborough further south um, if you're a want to see what New Zealand's doing with Syrah Shiraz um, uh, head for, head for Hawke's Bay um, perhaps Auckland. actually when the most people would the most most uh, visitors and I believe now there's about a quarter of all people, all to, all incoming tourists in New Zealand, visit a winery. Visit a winery, at exactly. least one winery. Yeah, that's uh, which, great. Which is quite a quite a quite a big number, really. Absolutely. Yeah. So so the the, the wine uh, trail scene has uh, has really blossomed in recent years. There's plenty to see and do now. Um, but most people would come in through Auckland, and and then take a connecting flight to uh, to whatever ever region. Uh, they plan to put up their tent or whatever. Mm. Um, uh, but I, I just encourage people to... It's not, Auckland's not well known as a wine region, but there's a, uh, uh, if, they can, if they can stay there a day and, and take a ferry to Waiheke... Uh, that's, they, the, that's the island, isn't it, of, of Auckland? Yeah, it's a 40-minute ferry ride yeah. from downtown Auckland and, and a, at a, a wonderful journey across this... The sort of uh, the Auckland Harbour is uh, there's lots to see there, uh, and then you can either do your own uh, tour or join a tour, or there's plenty of options there. But um, there's quite a number of, of wineries that are really set up for for visitors, and there's there's quite a lot to, to see and do uh, on Waiheke. I heartily recommend it. Mm. Yeah, and uh, plenty of wineries, and you're getting the ferry each way, so that takes the driving out of play. So it's all good. Well, that's right. Yes, yeah. yeah. And in fact, the ferry company uh, runs buses too, and they do wine tours. So you know, mm. you can just tick the box and uh, and 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 join a tour, yeah. uh, which which has its advantages. Okay. So then we've so we've done a day over there. Then we jump in in a hire car or a, a camper well, van or something yeah. and, and head to Hawke's well, Bay the next, first. Next, the next stop would be, uh, well, I suppose it would be Gisborne, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which is quite a big, quite a big drive. It's Gisborne's the, the uh, halfway down the, the the North Island on the uh, east coast, on the East Cape. So it's right out. It sticks right, right out. I think it's the first uh, 
uh, part of New Zealand to see the sun each day. So that's uh, <laughs> that gives you an idea where it is. Mm-hmm. And 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 the um, but that's that's probably from Auckland. That's probably something like a four or five hour drive. Right. Uh, and then another hour or so south of Gisborne to um, to Hawke's Bay. Uh, Hawke's Bay is a must-visit region. There's, there's such a lot going on there, and uh, um, uh, it's there's restaurants and and accommodation, vineyard accommodation, and everyone's got their doors open and and really in, uh, doing what they can to encourage visitors. And there's some fantastic wines being produced there now, especially from 2000. The, the, the current vintage and the and the last vintage too are just a real. Oh, even 2018 were really, really uh, uh, boom vintages for, for for Hawke's Bay. Yeah. So there's lots to do there. And then you can, if you want to continue by car, you can fly, of course, um, reduce schedules now, but I'm not sure how they stack up. But you can drive for about three and a half hours down to um, down to uh, Martinborough Waira Rapper, yeah. which is uh, just about an hour away from Wellington. And then over the hills down to Wellington, and and one of the nice things about Martinborough is um, uh, you could take a there's plenty of accommodation options there and, and in the town, and and then you can practically walk to well you can walk to uh, most of the of the of the wineries are within a small radius of the central city or right. village or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so how, that, how many wineries would be there? Like, is it a, is it a two day sort of visit to Martinborough and Waira? Yeah, you could. It's, you certainly could. And if you said Waira Rapper, I'm just clicking on Waira Rapper here, so I'll get the answer. Um, Actually, we uh, should um, we should mention the website that you're probably looking at, which would be nzwine.com. Nzwine.com. Yeah. yeah. And so they've got twenty wineries listed here yeah. there uh, that that are are open for. For visitors, so that's a, that's so, definitely so a couple of day um, yeah, stay. Yeah, yeah. I, you'd probably pick and choose between mm. twenty rather than try and do the whole lot. But uh, <laughs> I, I oh, always well. think about two or three wineries a day, and you know, and including lunch at one, and mm. uh, you know, is a good number if it becomes a bit of a uh, a circus if you try and uh, tackle too many. But yeah, sure. But um, uh, so yeah, well, that um, I remember. Uh, I used to do some work over in in Auckland, and um, and one of the guys I worked with, who was a New Zealander, you know, he was into his wine, and he said, "You've got to have a look at Pinot from Martinborough." You know, that's yeah, that's the answer. So um, yeah, <clears throat> I mean, the, 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 the Central Otago Pinot Noir is the sort of glamour, uh, or Central Otago is the glamour Pinot Noir region. Mm. Um, but uh, I, I I often get asked by people. Which do I prefer, the the, the the Pinot from Martinborough or the Pinot from uh, from Central Otago? And I I usually uh, uh, you know, duck the I don't <laughs> don't come up with a very committed answer. But yes. I I sat down and went trawled through my tasting notes and uh, and and for me Martinborough, if I take the top ten wines in each region, Martinborough wins just by a very small margin. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah. It's so it's something. definitely serious being on our country. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that's a must-see then. So then we, we jump on a ferry, I guess, from... Yeah, you can. You, you, can, you can hop across the uh, Cook Strait in, in, a, in an aircraft or, uh, or catch a ferry. The ferry is a good option. It, it's, it's a car ferry, isn't it? 
Yes, it yeah. is. And it cruises up the sounds, and uh, it's a great, uh, a, a great entrance to the South Island. So, so, and then a short, you, you'll get off at Picton, and a, a short drive of, I'm guessing, 30 minutes into Blenheim, and then there's, uh, uh, there's just a, a massive number of wineries to, uh, um, to, uh, to visit there. Uh, I'll tell you exactly how many. So is Blenheim um, in the Marlborough region or the Nelson? Uh, Blenheim's Marlborough. Yeah, right. Yeah, sorry. That's the um, uh, yeah, the, the little township. Oh. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, that, that. That's the little township that... Um, uh, the, the, the ferry the, comes into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, you arrive at Picton and then thirty minute drive oh, to yeah, Blenheim, yep, yep. and then and then you've got just, just oh, <laughs> then you've got um, uh, a whole large area to visit. It, it is it is a big region. There's plenty to see and do, uh, and and a, a myriad of different wine styles too. So um, uh, as I say. Uh, Marlborough's the, uh, the, the 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 engine room that drives the New Zealand wine industry. Mm. Uh, um, so, so it's uh, it's that's a sort of a must visit. It's very beautiful too. It's surrounded by hills, large valley, and uh, and just a just a, a just a gorgeous place to visit. And lots of other activities to 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 do there. So would you, you'd well. have a couple of days in Marlborough then, by the sounds. Yeah, I'd say at least two. Yeah, um, uh, another one, two or three, really. And then if you can drive across to Nelson, um, Nelson's—it's—it's it's, that's really worth doing. It's Nelson's a lot of small family wineries, a lot of sort of artists and artisans, and in in Nelson, and um, and uh, the the wines often the producers are so small that they don't actually. Uh, the wines are uh, some of them seldom seen outside Nelson, so oh, wow. uh, there's pl- plenty to explore there. You've got to actually visit there to get the the pick of Nelson wines. Yeah, um, and that's only that's about about an hour and a half, might be a little bit more, an hour and three quarters from from Blenheim to to Nelson, mm-hmm. and then uh, he- heading south. Well, once again, I think I think Nelson's got is is. You know, a day you can can do it in a day, but but uh, a couple of days would be better. Yeah. Um, and and then heading to um, heading south along the east coast down to uh, to Christchurch, or just north of Christchurch, there's Wipro, which is the sort of the 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 uh, heart of the of the Canterbury uh, wine region. Mm-hmm. Lots to see there. There's a very high quality wines. It's uh, um, I was asked recently if I was ever going to start my own vineyard and winery. Where would it be? And it'd probably be in 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 Wiper because there's such a, a lot of exciting things happening with with wine, new new uh, vineyard areas being explored. And mm. what and, sort of yeah. varietals uh, are they known for? Well, we've got Pinot Noir yeah. uh, would be the sort of uh, the number one, I guess. Um, we've got Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, uh, Chardonnay, uh, Riesling is is great. Rieslings from mm. from from Lipra. Um and uh, yeah, that's they would probably be the the the, the key the key varietals. Yeah. So, so so you just you're there then an hour north of 
Christchurch, so then it's down to Christchurch. And then if, to carry on further south, uh, down to central Otago, it's a quite a significant drive, another seven hours right. uh, uh, down to... Uh, um, down to uh, Queenstown, um, or or a or a plane, uh, you know, maybe more practical. It's a it's a it's a lovely drive. I only ever done it once, but it's a it's a very scenic uh, a scenic trip. Yeah. And then and now in Central Otago, it's just drop dead gorgeous. That's the sort of glamour region for for New Zealand. Um, just as you know, snow capped mountains and. Mm. Um, um, a lot of uh, skiers come over from Australia to enjoy the enjoy the snow and and fall in love with the wines too. Many of them, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, um, that sounds. Yeah, look, certainly, uh, I love some of the the stories. Central Otago is where the Gimlet Gravels is. Is that right? Gimlet Gravels, or is that Hawkes Bay? No, that's Hawkes Bay. Oh, yeah, okay. that's that's a yeah. Because um, I love that story. It seems that. You know, to get uh, what helps get the grapes ripe, ripe there is um, is the river rocks warming up and, and warming the the plants. That's true. Yeah, they they reflect the sun's rays back up into the into the canopy mm. and also retain heat. You know, that's that thermal mass that that, <laughs> that uh, uh, extends ripening a little bit. Um, uh, actually, if you look at if you look at New Zealand, a map of New Zealand, you, most of the wine regions tend to hug the the east coast, yeah. and many are like Hawke's Bay, but many are sort of river river valleys that sort of run out to the sea, and and um, the river boulders are, are a feature of quite a f- number of the, of the of the New Zealand wine regions. So that's a. Um, that's uh, uh, that's common theme, that. sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, well, that's um, it's it really. It sounds just. Uh, I mean, really, if you could, if you could take a trip for for ten days, you'd you'd get a fair bit done by the sounds. But uh, you, you sort of need it, don't you? With those, I mean, there's significant regions you're talking about. Um, that yeah. So, so I, th- I think use that website <clears throat> and and refine down. To the areas of most interest, uh, probably can't do it all. Come over for another trip to, yeah, to you know, do the North Island on one visit and the South Island on another. It's not a bad way to do it. Um, good thinking. But, mm. um, now, um, Bob, you uh, you write um, uh, for the Real Review, which um, uh, Hugh and Hook is also a, a contributor, and uh, and Jeremy Oliver. Yes, that's right. Oh, not Jeremy Oliver, no. I oh, know. It's no. ma- mainly Hugh and, and yourself, and uh, and then there's a couple of others, aren't there? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, oh, Ralph Cart Powell actually is who I was thinking of. Oh, Ralph, yeah, yeah. good guy. Yeah, because <laughs> Ralph was saying that it's uh, unlike some websites and magazines and things where uh, you'll write, you know, you, you'll sh- you sort of have a look at the wines that you want to have a look at, as opposed to the real review, you'll write on every wine that's submitted, won't you, as a team? Yeah, we do. Um, so we invite... Uh, I, I mainly do uh, mainly look at New Zealand wines, but I also get Australian wines sent across uh, to, to review as well. But um, So we just invite all wineries to submit samples and, uh, and just taste them uh, and uh, review them and... Uh, 
Um, and and I, I and Hewan and Ralph might all try the same wines, and, and we don't necessarily, our uh, scores don't necessarily line up. Well, mostly they do, but uh, um, it, uh, it illustrates the sort of subjectivity of wine tasting, I think, sometimes. Yeah, yeah most definitely. I mean, clearly you'd be, uh, you'll all be, um, you know, finding this similar faults and similar, um, you know, great winemaking techniques, but then... Yeah, that subjectivity is pellet by pellet, isn't it? It has to be. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we the sort of principles of, of of wine judging, you know, as you say, faults and certain uh, key qualities that we're we're looking for. But uh, um, but but personal preference does uh, uh, have a have a role as well. Mm. Um, one thing I've always wanted to uh, to get to the bottom of, and I've never been able to get an answer on it, is we get... So in Australia, we, as you would know, um, we have uh, two styles from the same plant, which is Pinot Grigio and Pinot Gris. Now, they're essentially, they're made... They're picked slightly different uh, at different, different times, and they're made slightly differently. Um, you know, the Pinot Gris being more luscious and, and the Pinot Gris being a little bit crisper. But when we get New Zealand Pinot Gris and Pinot Grigios, they're all called Pinot Gris. And I, yeah, that's, that's a very simple confusing. reason for that. <laughs> um, the Italian Pinot Grigio is, is generally seen as a, a lower price point uh-huh. than Pinot Gris, uh, which is modelled after the French Alsace uh, Pinot Gris. And it's a, a more richer, more flavoursome uh, wine. And, and I think... Uh, uh, New Zealand winemakers thought they'd uh, tie their wagon to the. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Thank you for finally <laughs> get, that, uh, finally it, uh, 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 an answer that um, that's definite. Um, so, but but the we you can still get them in that Grigio style that that sort of um, you know crisper sort of. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah. but they called Pinot Gris. Yeah. Um, it's just never, they've never. There's one or two winemakers have 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 tried uh, producing a Pinot Gris as well as a, P, a Pinot Grigio as well as a Pinot Gris, but they they just tend to it. It just doesn't seem to catch the consumer's uh, eye, and that they mm. they tend to disappear after a while. So we, yeah. we're just pretty pretty well 100% Pinot Gris. But, but then the styles, yeah, we, under that banner, then the styles can vary. So. Um, from both a fruit sweetness and also, um, uh, you know, from that, th- there is a spectrum, isn't there, of, of going from... There is, well, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think the, the wines used to be, Pinot Gris, New Zealand Pinot Gris used to be pretty uh, moderately sweet, um, but in recent years they really dried them up, okay, and uh, and so m- most have a, have a perhaps a whisper of sweetness, but not really, it's not terribly evident you still get the odd profoundly sweet wine but mostly uh, they're, they're, they're dry and certainly you get the Pinot Reggio style but they're not uh, labelled as such mm. so it's a matter of trying lots and, and working out which ones you like exactly that's my job <laughs> which ones you want to uh, yeah exactly yeah um, what a great job you must have so um, I know that Ralph always says that he has boxes and boxes of wine you know down the hallway all the time so I'm sure that's the same at your house it is, yeah. Um, oh, Hewan's got a much bigger workload than I have, but uh, uh, but uh, it certainly keeps me busy. I'd probably I try and do two dozen a day, um, 
five days a week. So, and most of the time, there's uh, plenty of wine to to uh, to taste. So, and are you tasting them? Are you trying to taste them blind, or you're happy knowing what they are and and then reviewing um, winemaker notes and things alongside that? Yeah, I prefer to taste them blind. Sometimes it's not practical. You know, if you visit a, if you go to a, a wine tasting or visit a winery or something, it's uh, uh, you can't do it. So there's a sort of mix of of blind and and not blind uh, tastings. Yeah. Um, so uh, so we can obviously we people should sign up to the real review. Um, you're an independent uh, review site and um, review service. So I think. You know that's and, and I, I know I get the emails sent through, and there's some, there's always some some good recommendations and some good drinking and good information. So yeah, we're, I'm very very proud to be involved with Real Review. It's uh, it's um, uh, we take it pretty seriously, and uh, um, and there's uh, there's quite a good uh, magazine type blog. Uh, a uh, series of posts from 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 all of the you know Ralph and Ewan and myself and and others. So it's, uh, there's lots to to to, uh, to read. It's great great for wine enthusiasts. And and where else can we read your writings and uh, and reviews? Um, Gourmet Traveller Wine. I, I do. Uh, I'm the New Zealand wine editor for the for Gourmet Traveller Wine, mm-hmm. which uh, is an Australian publication. Yep. Um, and. Uh, New Zealand wine grower and uh, occasionally pop up in Decanter magazine from the UK. Mm-hmm. So pl- plenty of work on for you then. Yes, there is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good. a little bit quieter over the last couple of months, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I, I think it's exciting that you know the potential of this of this travel bubble where you know we, there's no um, you know two week quarantine period if, uh, between the two countries once it all you know is is established of course um and and they want to make sure that we're not going to cause ourselves trouble by opening up too quickly but it's interesting looking at the numbers of the coronavirus um you know where our australian population is essentially five times yours um and our cases are basically five times yours like it's really we've collectively done a really really good job in comparison to the rest of the world um, yes but that's obviously why they're quite comfortable that that the restrictions that they have put in and, and will ease at probably a similar pace won't cause a huge problem if we then open up the borders between the two countries. Right, right. I guess we shouldn't get too too cocky because we no. could always <laughs> have a resurgence. But um, but uh, yeah, no, we're we're, we're uh, quite proud and delighted that uh, uh, that we seem to have. Uh, put a, a cap on it for now, so mm. fingers crossed. Absolutely, fingers crossed. Um, if we were to go to a wine region now in New Zealand, could we go to Celadors? Are they open yet? Yes, they are. They're just oh. opening now. They they had a bit of a shutdown. Um, the wine industry was uh, was given uh, essential service status, so so vintage could go ahead if they followed strict procedures to uh, to prevent the coronavirus from uh, from Reading, but uh, the, uh, but the uh, and the part of those restrictions, the, uh, the cellar doors had to close. But we're down to level two now, so they're uh, they're all opening up and mm. ready for business. Excellent, and ready for Australians to come and visit. So, Bob, thank you very much for for running us through that. It's it, it's just 
I, I thought it was better to have a wine person tell us this story rather than, a, you know, a tourism person who gets us distracted with things that aren't quite, you know, focusing on wine. So um, I really appreciate it and and uh, be great to, to keep in touch, um, you know, with the show over over the time. So, uh, and, you know, when, when there's some new news, we can uh, get you back on and, and have another chat. And there's, obviously, we've just scratched the surface, so there'll be plenty we can talk about. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Simon. It's yes. been a pleasure. Yeah. Great. Thank you very much, Bob, and uh, enjoy your enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thanks. Good. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers. Bye bye. Uh, Bob Campbell. Um, so go to the Real Review if you want to um, get. Well, it covers both Australian and New Zealand wines, and um, uh, yeah, new. Uh, sorry, NZ dot com will be a really good research tool for um, for researching New Zealand and have planet and uh, and get over there i think we'll be finding some really good deals and stuff um once things open up so yeah that's very exciting